I really like the idea of God reaching toward us and us reaching toward God and that being a a bit of a tense struggle at yeah. times where yeah. he pushes back against us and we push back against him. And in the end, that's what brings us closer together. Hi, friend. Welcome to another episode of the 8,000 Promises podcast. I'm your host, A.D. Tilford. I'm a Jesus-led, trauma-informed educator, leader, and writer serving God in my local community and church. If you believe, like I do, that this world needs safe spaces to talk about God, faith, and tough topics so that transformative change can take place, this podcast is for you. You'll hear from a range of guests, experts in fields of psychology and faith, to everyday friends with meaningful stories to tell. So when you're ready, lean in and embrace what God has for you today. Hi, friends. Thanks for joining us today on the 8,000 Promises podcast. Oh, I did. I said us because I have a friend here and he is actually the most popular guest from 2023 on the 8,000 Promises podcast, Spencer Owen. Hello. Thanks, uh, thanks for being here, Spencer. <laughs> Absolutely. Not a problem. Well, I am thrilled because I had this little idea that it might be really cool to have Spencer come on and tackle some of the toughest issues or concepts or questions that we face in our Christian faith and our desire to follow Jesus here as human beings in 2024. Mm -hmm. And he said, yes, he would do that with us. Yay! So as part of the new series layout, Spencer will join us every sixth week of the series. He'll be our closeout guest and he'll be helping us address some of the trickiest stuff. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start today with a little bit of a, an introduction. If you really want to dig in and, and hear from Spencer, go back and listen to his episode from April of 2023. I'll have it linked in the show notes. But today we're just jumping right in to a little get to know you exercise. Spencer, would you tell us about the two objects that you picked? Uh, the task yeah. we had was to pick an object that represents 2023 and tell us about it. And then mm -hmm. an object that represents 2024. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is my object for 2023. This is a, a mountain bike a handlebar, handlebar grip. For those of you, obviously, you know, most everybody uh, who can't see, it's a very bright orange color, which matches the color scheme of my mountain bikes. I love mountain biking deeply, deeply, very much. I actually, it's one of the major reasons why I moved out to Colorado from Illinois. I got into mountain biking in Illinois and really enjoyed it and wanted to do more of uh, outdoorsy sort of stuff. So I moved out here and I've always done all kinds of mountain biking and I've done a mountain bike race before long, uh, many, many years ago. And then I got into ultimate Frisbee for a while and played on like the Colorado Springs club team. And that kind of took up a lot of the time at my, my free time in the summer months. And so then I, and so my mountain biking kind of dwindled and then I had, uh, or at least, I, I mean, I didn't, my wife did had a baby and <laughs> that took up all my time. 
all the time. <laughs> yes. And so I had about a five-year hiatus where I just did nothing in about seven plus years where it was, you know, much greatly reduced. And so this past year, 20, 2023, I really committed that I really want to do more mountain biking. I want to get back to this thing that I really love and I really enjoy. And I've kind of let falls, let slip. And so I wound up actually as part of that process, building up my own bike, like from scratch, from the frame and putting all the parts together. And I am not mechanically inclined at all. That's so cool. And so like part of it was just, I, I just wanted to kind of know what I don't know and really yeah. just dig my hands in it and give it a shot and see what happens. And I actually built up a bike that I really like a lot and it's very, a whole lot of fun. And I, I logged an, a really large number of miles. It's orders of magnitude more than I've ever done. And it was just awesome. so much fun. And it really reminded me how much I love mountain biking and why I, do it. And that, that was a good investment of time and money, you know, and everything else. And so, yeah, this is my mountain bike handlebar grip. Okay. That's so beautiful. We are big mountain bikers in our family mm -hmm. as well. And we'll yeah. have to have you come. We have, we aren't like, we have mountain bike trails out our door. Yeah. I was going to say door. like, you guys are kind of like out by like, like fr Fruta or mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So we have some of the best goodness. mountain biking in the country where <laughs> I live. People come from all over the country to hang here. So you'll have to come with your fancy bike. Will you also send a picture or like, let's yeah. have a yeah. picture of this bike to share with people? Yeah, I will definitely share that. Yeah, yeah. I but love that. I, yeah, it is. It's like a, it's like a royal blue and bright tangerine orange. And it's, it's very a loud, it color scheme wise. But I like that. Like I, I like especially when it comes to bikes, I, I either want it to be like super stealth and just, you know, black and gray or loud and boisterous. And so I went with that. Yeah, it's a Bronco bike. <laughs> exactly. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, and also I, I, I'm a big fan of the, uh, Illinois fighting Illini and uh, basketball okay. team who are doing really good this year, thankfully. <laughs> but yeah. And so they're also, you know, orange and blue. blue. And my high school mascot was orange and blue. So I just kind of have a lot of affinity for those. Yeah. That color That's awesome. My husband's bike is lime green and oh, yeah. our daughters have started to buy him lime green accessories. So nice. watch out because yeah. I, your daughter's getting to that age where she'll probably yep. start helping accessorize. I, yeah. I love mountain biking. Yeah. So I'll share mine. I picked a picture for oh, mine. Okay. It is a picture that a friend in my church community gave me. Can you see it? Yeah. Uh -huh. And it, she gave it to me after I preached the sermon about Mary Magdalene Oh boy. and how Jesus went to see her first after mm -hmm. the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And I talked about the hug mm -hmm. that certainly uh jesus is referring to when he says okay you can't stop clinging to me <laughs> yes right <laughs> but just the the beauty and the imagination of the hug from jesus and then over my sabbatical wow. i started this practice called god hugs mm -hmm. and so every afternoon i have an alarm set and it tells me to remember something it just says god hug mm -hmm. which is sort of funny because the trolls also have a timer on their little watches that tell Are them you... to hug each other yeah <laughs> I had a friend... that's hilarious uh, that's something my daughter hasn't actually got into yet so um, I'll, I'll, I'll... Oh, that's awesome. I didn't think of it one of my friends was like oh like the trolls <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but it's just a moment in the afternoon to remember that God loves yeah. me right in the middle of the day mm -hmm. what have I already seen or experienced mm -hmm. today that tells me I am mm. being held 
mm-hmm. and loved by God. What I love about that picture is it's just <laughs> there's so much like joy and abandon, like yeah. just seeping out of the way that picture looks. So it's just something that I had to learn was true that mm-hmm. I am held and loved and mm-hmm. cherished and delighted yep. in. Yep. So mm-hmm. as are all of you, dear listeners. <laughs> yes. Okay. So tell us about your 2024 object. So I have a kind of like a uh, journal, I suppose you might call it, or uh, what it is, is I don't know if uh, you can find them on Amazon. I think that's where I got it from. It's called a best self journal or best self notebook. I'm not sure exactly what they call it. So the whole intention there is a 13 week goal that you create that has lots of different kind of components and elements to it. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason why I've chose that and why I'm doing it this year is because I, I have definitely not- noticed that I, I need a lot more discipline and structure in my life. 2023, while it was lovely for, you know, mountain biking reasons was also, and not coincidentally, sometimes these overlapped, not, not super awesome with staying on top of like discipline and the things that I know, like just make me function well as a human being. And although, you know, that, that one thing mountain biking certainly did, but there were just many other things like with prayer life and prayer discipline that I really feel like I need to dial up to the next level. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with you a little bit off off the air about my my sleep schedule and my morning routine and my bedtime routine that are just that it, it would create a lot better quality of life. And then also like eating habits and movement and exercise habits outside of mountain biking. It's just like the, the, there just have been several points along the way in 2023 where I've been like, wow, I really need to do something about this. And it is one of those things that you really need to buckle down and focus and do intentionally rather than just kind of winging it. And so for me, just because partly, you know, a planner and a, you know, put things together kind of person, I, I like the idea of having a set, you know, time limited goal, 13 weeks. It's a good amount of time, but it's about, you know, a quarter of the year and that I can really, you know, have some very, very clear targets, very specific things, and just work on addressing that. So, yeah. Sounds awesome and helpful. I like 13 weeks too. Mm-hmm. I was just listening to a podcast episode from Adoption Wise, and they were talking about, you know, people that set five-year goals and mm-hmm. just how much your life changes in five years. Oh my years. gosh, yeah. And I thought my counselor one time, I was talking to her about I think a five-year goal journal or something. And she Mm -hmm. looked at me and she said, a much better practice for you would be to look back five years and see how far you've come Mm -hmm. rather than set any intention for five years. Like, and Mm -hmm. what it made me think was, oh my gosh, I could never have predicted I'd be here in five years, no matter what goal I set, because (laughs) so much out of my control. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know, was part of getting me to where I am. Absolutely. Yeah. So Maybe the more we understand that so much is out of our control and we let go of trying to control it five years. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I think part of what really shown a, a very sharp light on this for me is, you know, as, as a counselor working with people, I have this experience all the time where I'm just sitting here giving other people ideas. And I, I say that rather than advice because yeah. I, 
try very hard to kind of keep this non-hierarchical relationship in the counseling room where it's like I'm just giving people suggestions and ideas and 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 they can make whatever choices they wish, you know, out of those rather than me trying to, you know, tell them here's how you should fix your life. But anyway, but I have that experience many times where I say just to myself, like physician, heal thyself, (laughs) where I I feel like I'm talking to a mirror and I'm like, yeah, I, if I'm telling these clients, I should be doing these things, I should probably be doing them too. And so, yeah, that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of setting this 13 thing and then I'm giving myself permission, which is another thing I talk to my clients an awful lot about is like after doing that goal, giving myself permission to say, you know, and then I can do whatever I want with it, you know, either continue if I, you know, for another quarter or beyond or stop altogether or say that was a bad idea. I'll never do that again. Or (laughs) I mean, whatever it is, but yeah. I love that. Yeah. Because we always have permission to change our minds. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. life may get in the way and this 13 week goal that I've set for myself may be way too ambitious and it may cause way too many more, you know, unintended consequences that I may not yeah. be aware of, but yeah. Well, my object for 2024 is a Bible, but it's oh, not yeah. a Bible. <laughs> it's my grandma's Bible. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, this summer I learned that my grandma who passed away in 2010, I learned though that she had wanted to be a pastor or a preacher at least when she was probably in my age range and she wasn't allowed to because she was a woman in a faith Mm -hmm. community that said women weren't allowed to teach men. Right. Mm -hmm. And really, I don't even know that women were allowed to teach women because of Mm -hmm. the nature of that community. Although I also heard stories of how she just kept knowing more than the teacher. And so the teacher <laughs> would kind of turn it over to her. Oh boy. <laughs> but I was sharing with my aunt this summer about maybe looking into seminary or some different Wonderful. opportunities. And she was uh-huh. like, oh my gosh, I think you need to have your grandma's Bible. So I was in oh. Southern California last week and she passed this Bible on to me. So I'm really excited. It's got all kinds of notes from my grandma and her handwriting. And yeah, it's, I'm really excited to use it this year as I prepare sermons and Mm. get to study in whatever ways God invites me into. I decided not to apply for the one seminary program I had looked into, but I did apply for a different program and I haven't, it's not seminary, Mm -hmm. but it could lead to seminary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I will find out at the end of January if I'm accepted. So I love, I love that Bible idea so much because it's not just like, you know, abstract thought, it's like that personal connection with, Mm. you know, someone in your family who has walked the path before you and who is, you know, there in, in spirit, I think is probably the best way to say that, like guiding you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what was really also cool. And there was a lot of different things that were cool, but one cool thing was that my friends and I were doing one of Beth Moore's newer studies and she was talking about the timeline that we're in. Yeah. And she was saying the verse that says like, whatever work is that God has starts in you won't be done until the day of Christ. Mm-hmm. But she talked about it with the lens of like, the day of Christ isn't the day you die. Mm-hmm. So when you die, like whatever work God started in you is continuing on. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I thought of was my grandma. So this oh. was like a year ago. And then yeah. in August or in July, I 
got the information about my grandma and then I just oh, got boy. so really See, special I love that. That reminds me an awful lot of like Paul and I think it was like first Corinthians three, when he was talking about how, you know, every person's work will be revealed, you know, in the day of the Lord. And mm. it's, and it's very much like this sense of like, you know, your grandma has been kind of building something yeah. with the gifts and the tools that God gave her. And of course the, the, the actual fruit of that, you know, in her sphere on this earth may have been different than she hoped because of just the nature of where she was at and, and yeah. everything else, but it's, it is not wasted at all. No, it's so, I feel like there's so much hope in that too. When I think when we talk about goals or dreams and you think, yeah. like, I can't control that all my dreams will come true, but God, yeah. if he's starting some work or some dream or some longing, it might be completed through my children or it might be completed mm -hmm. through my grandchildren or through yeah. the children of somebody else's life that I've impacted. I mean, I think just yep. knowing every seed is being sown yeah. outside of what I can see as an outcome in the immediate mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. present time. No, yeah, the, yeah. yeah I, I resonate so much with that as a counselor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, as a teacher too. I think that's just oh, gosh. the nature of our work. Yeah, the good works that God has prepared beforehand. <laughs> yes. Okay, Spencer. So I kind of already talked about the concept that we're going to be tackling. Mm -hmm. And oh, one thing I didn't share was that we were discussing about maybe making this a live episode. And so mm -hmm. I think we're going to do that, friends. Mm -hmm. You are going to be invited to join us uh, through Instagram Live, maybe Facebook Live. I don't know. We're going to we're going to figure out this live <laughs> business. And you can come and ask your questions. And ideally, our topics will be related to the to the four episodes that happen in the series of 8,000 Promises. And Spencer and I will tackle, well, just tackle some hard stuff. And one thing I love about Spencer is that he's like literally like naming where in scripture you find these verses where I'm like <laughs> remembering they're in my heart, but I can't tell you where, <laughs> <laughs> which sometimes makes my journey very fun because I'll be looking for it. And then yeah. God gives me something different. And I'm like, whoa, cool. I didn't even know. Like, so that's good. But it's also really great to have somebody who is so has a mind that can remember the verses and the the books of the Bible that it comes from to take us right there. So well, I appreciate that, but I'm probably also gonna need to <laughs> I've I've got my Bible handy just in yes. case. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you then, can't do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Online search is a beautiful thing. <laughs> oh, that's so true. Yeah. We will have access to our computers for that, I guess. So that's also yeah. super good. <laughs> Okay, so the only last part that we were going to talk about on this quick intro was naming what mm -hmm. our recurring episode is going to be. Mm -hmm. And have you spent any more time thinking about this? Because I, I have actually. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. I was I was really enjoying your little comment about grappling when we were talking. I was like, okay, I think I think I can make that work. So I was initially kind of talking, thinking a little bit about like wrestling with God, but because I I've always liked that image of Jacob wrestling, you know, with the angel of the Lord at Bethel. And how that's when he got the name Israel and how that's what it like, I just love the, the concept that God named the, the leader and the, the father of his people as, you know, someone who wrestles with God, who 
tangles and, you know, gets into it with him. And so I think that's really something that I want to, that I kind of see this whole segment being, but I love the idea of grappling because a, there's, there's just a nice little alliteration of grappling with God, (laughs) but there's just something about that, that kind of feels a little more, I don't know, that one just hit differently. And I don't know that I can really define why per se, I, I just like the idea of calling it grappling with God, just so that way we can embody that Israel vocation, so to speak, to be the people who, with whom it is perfectly okay to quote unquote, get into a fight with God. And I say quote unquote, because obviously, you know, things are very different when it's the creature and the creator, (laughs) but the idea that God is not scared by our pushback, that God is not upset at our pushback and that God literally, I think this is kind of the the meaning of calling Israel, Israel and making him, you know, part of the father of a great nation is that God genuinely invites that kind of grappling that back and forth. And I'm thinking of like how he, how he does that with Abraham and in the city of Sodom and Richard Middleton has a great book called the silence of Abraham that talks about how it kind of goes through that goes through the Isaac event, as well as looks a little bit at Job and basically just says that like, that's kind of the underlying implicit background theme in those events is that God is inviting Abraham or Job and this, you know, into a dialogue, into a back and forth where, you know, people lock arms and just kind of push and shove and tug. And that's, that's the kind of relationship he wants. And so I love the idea of calling it grappling with God for that reason. You gave, there were two things that I thought of as you were sharing. One is that, you know, in therapeutic parenting or in trauma-informed parenting, Mm -hmm. one of the things that can be helpful or work well is that when a child is having a tough time yeah, that you let them know, I'm not afraid of your feelings. Yep. I'm not afraid of what's going on for you. And you can let them know that verbally, or you can just mm-hmm. let them know that with your steady presence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and your willingness to be with them in the hard mm-hmm. stuff. And I think that made me think of God as our parent and yes. mm-hmm. God's willingness to be with us, Emmanuel, yeah. God with us, yeah. God, Jesus coming to earth to be with us in the hard stuff. Right. So that made me think of that. And then I think the other piece was, well, I guess, I mean, in full disclosure, I mm-hmm. went looking for Jacob on Bema podcast, the, mm-hmm. the Bema discipleship podcast. And the the first episodes are called grappling with God. <laughs> Are, really? It's about I Jacob. I literally did not know that. Well, yeah, it's just the title of those episodes. So I'm guessing huh. it would be fine to call a recurring segment gra- Grappling with God. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, I was like, rest because I kept thinking wrestling doesn't yeah. feel quite right. Yeah, yeah. It it didn't for me either. It like, I, I liked the, the kind of background idea, but it just yeah. didn't, the wording wasn't sitting well with me. So. And I'm, I like had looked it up and I was like in, engaging in a close fight or struggle mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. weapons mm-hmm. that was grapple yep uh, and i mean it's a synonym to mm-hmm. wrestle mm-hmm. i felt like another thing was like to grab at like mm-hmm. if there's some like just that idea of we're we're trying to grab at it 
And you know, I think within grappling wrestling, right. there are some things that are elusive. Some yeah. moves are on it. Like you can't right. wrap right. your mind, mind around it. No, I, and, and I mean, I'm not like an MMA, you know, aficionado yeah. in any way, but I know that like, that's like a, a thing in MMA is like being able to grapple. But I know that one of the things that, that is a component of that is like reaching out and like using your hands and like pulling people in yeah. as part of the process of like, you know, achieving, achieving that goal. And so I just, I, I really like the idea of God reaching toward us and us reaching toward God and that being a a bit of a tense struggle at yeah. times where yeah. he pushes back against us and we push back against him. And in the end, that's what brings us closer together and kind of, you know, leads to a victory at the end, which in God's economy is not one person wins, the other one loses, but this God inviting us to, to be in that covenant relationship that, you know, Israel relationship yeah. with him. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I really like the, alliterative and the, the, the better word of grappling there. All right. So do you think we should just go with grappling with God and we'll give <laughs> with Marty apologies Solomon to Marty Solomon? Credit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll appreciate it. Oh. <laughs> One of my dreams is to get him on the show. So maybe, oh, wow. this, yeah. maybe this is how. <laughs> Have you read his most recent book that he put no. out? Yeah. Is it out? Yeah. Oh man. I'm going to blank on the title. <laughs> It's essentially about like how to read scripture, more or less. Oh, and I asking better questions of the Bible. There we go. There we go. Yep. Yep. Google mm -hmm. search. It's you're mm -hmm. right. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's a great thing. <laughs> Look at what we're gonna do for you people. We're going to get you Google searches yeah. right in the moment. No. Well, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. Just because asking better questions is so critical. I mean, in so many conversations I've had with people, whether it's about atonement or sacrifice or any other, well, you know, Paul and the law or any other topic, it's always it always comes down to like you got to ask the right questions to be able to get good answers, and that's a acquired skill that you have to kind of develop over time with a lot of seeping, just soaking in. Yeah. the the meditation literature of the bible and so it takes it takes a while but yeah i know that i think i'm like you know a beginner still sometimes <laughs> oh yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah. but i feel like marty solomon is not a beginner mm -hmm. he like that's why i love to learn from him because mm -hmm. he does he's taught me a lot about that so i'm excited i need to read that book i'll have to get it spencer i'm super excited Everyone yeah. can look forward to our announcements of when we'll be live, probably on Instagram. And then the episode will always be published right here on the 8,000 Promises podcast the following Thursday so that you won't miss a thing if you're not on social media, because both Spencer <laughs> and I fully agree that being on social media yes. is a really tricky decision. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to use it as a platform to be able to invite people in for questions. And if you aren't on social media and you've got a question, please email me, contact adtilford at gmail.com. And that way we're ready with your questions. We would love to have your participation. I already know like one thing I want to talk about is hell in this mm -hmm. first conversation, because one of my guests talked about hell and I, it just brought all kinds of things up for me that I'm like, I'm learning different things. I don't even know mm -hmm. where to go, what to think. Uh, so I'm 
give you a little heads up for that one, Spencer, but I know <laughs> that'll be one concept I want to. All right. Get ready to grapple with it. <laughs> Ooh, grapple with. That's right. Awesome. Anything else you want to say before we go? Uh, no, just thank you very much for the opportunity. I really enjoy being able to just talk about these things and explore them. And if in any way it helps other people, that's, that's the whole, that's the whole goal. So absolutely. I'm yeah. Full, full agreement on that. So, all right, Spencer, I will see you in a couple of weeks. All right. Thank you. Isn't Spencer great? I can already tell that this reoccurring episode is going to really help me dig deeper into content and questions that I wonder about in my faith walk. I really hope it does the same for you. You can find any of the books, podcasts, or other resources that Spencer or I mention in the episode by clicking on the links in the show notes. Remember, you can also help us reach more people in a few ways. You can follow the show. You can rate and review this episode and you can share it with a friend by text, email, or on social media. Any of those things will help increase our reach. We would love to hear from you, so you can DM or email us using the links in the show notes, and you can be sure to get all of the information about our live Instagram chats and even contribute your own questions for those episodes when you subscribe to my newsletter in the show notes as well. May awesome things happen for you today.